it is very important for us to get a chance to know that generation and so we can bring that into our children and to their children as well. Welcome back to Everybody's Upset, it's your boy Matt Johnson, and I am here today with a very special guest, uh, Miss Eddie Mae Gilmore. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me here in this this wonderful, wonderful place. Uh, we are at the Genealogy Research Center and the Old Jail Museum in Sandersville, Georgia, located right off the square in downtown Sandersville. In this bustling, big bustling, busy city oh, in, in Washington County. Uh, thank y'all for tuning in again this week. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the show uh, wherever you get your podcasts. You know, on, available on all podcast platforms. Uh, follow the show on Everybody's Upset podcast on Facebook. Follow the show on TikTok at Everybody's Upset on TikTok. Uh, email the show. And everybody's upset uh, at gmail.com. So if y'all want to get in touch with me, to get in touch with Miss Eddie May and get hours or whatever times and make appointments to come out here, uh, you can reach out through any of those avenues. So uh, today, listen, when I walked in, uh, Miss Eddie May had me set up already. She got, there is a table just full of literature. It'll just, amazing stuff I, I i have in my hand a a copy of a green book so if you're not familiar with green books green books were uh to my knowledge where to go and where not to go <laughs> so for you know black people back in during the jim crow era it was it was a list of safe spaces and safe travel routes and towns you know sundown what they call sundown town yes it and was. we'll get into all of that hopefully and so she got this among so much so many other things and and it's it's amazing that this has been here this building has been here for so long uh shout out to andre jenkins he told me years ago like stop by the genealogy center and i said yeah okay years later i finally pop in here with uh my wife and we see miss eddie man she's like come in come in and we and she's just giving us stuff and i'm like yes 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 <laughs> i was like well I was loving it, but I was like, I need time. Like, I need a day. Everybody needs to take a day and just come in here. And if you don't do nothing but just sit in here and talk to Miss Eddie May, and you'll get some information. And um, more than welcome to come. Right, right. She. Uh, so we. I told her I was like, I'll be back next week. Next week came, then come back, and all that. And ran into her in Harvey's. I like, I'm coming. So here we are, <laughs> months after that, and uh, we finally getting the time to sit down. And we're going to get this. We're going to get it together. So, Miss Eddie May, uh, just tell us more about yourself, um, more about yourself personally, and then we can get into how you came about uh, being here at the uh, museum. Okay. Um, once I graduated from high school, mm -hmm. I already knew that this is what I wanted to do long term. But before I could do this, I decided I wanted to become an LPN. Okay. So I um, went to LPN school, 
and graduated and I went to work and I ended up uh, transferring to Central State Hospital where I worked there for 30 years. As an LPN? As an LPN. And uh, once I, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Graduated high school, became an LPN, went to Central State. And in total, I worked for about maybe 38 years as a nurse. Okay. And uh, once I um, completed that, I decided I was going to come and devote my time and my passion to the GRC, Geological Research Center. And I came down here and I started volunteering for about a year. And then I managed to get on the payroll. So on, we are open Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays from 2 to 5. Okay. And we're open on Saturdays from 10 to 3. And we work on Fridays and Saturdays, so that's basically when I um, actually come to work. And I have enjoyed it. It has really taught me a lot just by coming down here and learning the process and learning the people. And I find out interesting things all the time. I thoroughly enjoy it. The last two times I came in here, I seen some, picked up something I like. Definitely. Uh, so. Yes. <laughs> So his history was your passion. Yes, history was my passion, and it still is. You what know, it, I love learning about uh, our people. I love learning what uh, we have accomplished in the past, and as well as what we're doing in the present now. What do you think contributed to your uh, love for history so much to the point where? You- I, I think it was my family, my parents. Mm-hmm. They always, my, especially my mother, always taught us to strive and to learn and get as much education as we possibly could. Right. And my father, he uh, basically taught us work ethics. You know, mm-hmm. if you work hard and if you continuously to do what you're supposed to do, then you're going to get ahead. So right. those two people were basically my, um, right, right. my heroes in my life. Excellent. Excellent. Upbring- that's an excellent upbringing. And had not been for them, <laughs> I probably yes. wouldn't have met you here and been able to have, you know, have this sit down because this is, and I wish, um, and, and I wish I could just, you know, show people soon, but, you know, I'm, I, I, and I'm looking at this green book and it's saying patronize these places. Yes. Visit these places, and they have pictures and and the names of the owners and and the address and because and how to get there and and it, they even have nightclubs, yes. <laughs> Chinese restaurants. This is the Negro Traveler, the Negro Traveler's Green Book, nineteen fifty four. That and book was very instrumental in helping our people especially if they were in the north and them Mm -hmm. traveling down to the south there was a lot of rules that they weren't that didn't exist anywhere else they had to know how to do and how to behave in a certain area and also this book was really their lifeline because if they got into the wrong area by accident they needed to know where to go and how to maybe get out of there before right. something really happened. What, um, 
I can't remember the movie. It was a movie based on Green Books. It might have been The Green Book. And as, well, as a matter of fact, there were several movies based around The Green yes. Book. One being uh, the the guy, the black man who was a cellist. He was a very, very good cellist. And he had a white chauffeur. Yes, and I so, saw that. Yeah, recently. I can't think of the name of the movie. Uh, y'all help me out. Y'all put it in the comments or something. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, and so they had plenty of encounters. And, yes, they did. And he was trying to explain to him, like, hey, and he and the white guy couldn't understand. He was more mad about the happening as opposed to the why. And so uh, to see something like that and the, the uh, directors and the actors in the movie portrayed that perfectly. And, they really you know, did a good job in that movie. Right. They so, really did. So you had that understanding. And then to be able to see something like this and, and, and like, man. So, you know, it was it, it was real. So we yes. have a tangible yes. thing just to, just to help, you know, show that these these things were real. And so one of the fascinating parts about this book, these two books is I read a passage that one of the authors actually wrote and he was saying that this was his way of helping mm-hmm. our people mm-hmm. in their travels and trying to get them to be safe. Right. And he was saying that I hope one day this book will not be necessary. Mm. And I thought to myself, yes, that was so true because after a while the book did not, you know, right. did not have to use this book anymore. Mm-hmm. But it was a lifeline for the ones that did have to use it. I think that uh, the the purpose of the book is not needed anymore. But the book is still necessary. Just to show because 1950, what I I said? I think it was 52. 1952. My grandmother, who just got on the phone, was born in 47. My father-in-law was also born in 1947. They have children, and their children have children. And in my grandmother's case, those children have. She's seen a whole generation of great-grandchildren. That's wonderful. From my brother, from my cousins. And you know, and so they they alive and well. You heard them, yeah. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? They alive and well, and if they're alive and well, then the people who they had to deal with are also alive. You know, very well. Yes. And they've had children. If they're not alive and well, they had children. Their children had children. They taught them the same way your parents taught you. Yes, their values. And the issue there is some of that stuff. You know, is not. You know, it reflects that time. Yes, so stuff like this is necessary. Like I I have children now and they're smart children. Most children are smart children. But I said that to say they ask questions. And they ask why we can't go here and or they ask why would this person do this or whatever. And so to explain it to them, you know, we this is instrumental. I can get this book and say, This book was used to do this thing and they would say so now they want to know why because what ha- what a thing that's happening now they learn things in school and yes. so they come to school and they come home and they talk about it mm-hmm. my first question is what did they what did they tell you at school <laughs> so, yes that is true and you'll figure out that a lot of stuff they say in these schools is not quite what happened so yes you have to also teach your children at home 
Right. Oh, definitely. And I had to do that with my son, Definitely. Too. I had to teach him. I, I went with him to different programs and different places, and I actually took him places that he probably would not have went Otherwise, had I not right. taken him to those places. And so right now he is doing very well. He is uh, living in Maryland, mm-hmm. and he's living his life, and he's having a good time. And he's well-educated. Yes, he is. He has his <laughs> master's degree. Right. And so... It, it, that's why, like like he he said, he hoped the book didn't have its purpose. It doesn't have the same purpose, but it's very purposeful. Yes. And so, um, I was hoping Mr. Reggie Master could accompany me today, but he's he's busy elsewhere. But spending time with uh, people like him and people like my grandmother, and going places and doing things, even the most mundane thing, can turn into a lesson every time. Uh, because every time I might take my grandmother to the doctor's office in Milledgeville, and so uh, if you're on the if you're on the uh, the fall line, and what is it? Well, what is now the fall line? Yes. And she lived in that area, and she well, I remember when this was just one dirt road. Oh yes. And I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah. And so now it's like a four lane, two way highway, and it's like this this was dirt. These people live here, and Hook's Barbecue is right up the road, and we went to church right over here, and you know, and so. That is information that's priceless. Exactly. And what we need to do <laughs> is we need to record this information, and we need to ask them questions. Right. Like, you know, what were you, when you grew up, you know, not when you grew up, what did you do before you became an adult? Mm. You know, what games did you play when right. you were children? You know, what songs did you sing? Because mm-hmm. they had their songs that they sang as well. And so it's always good to get that information from them while they still really know it and yeah. they can remember. Yeah. So that is wonderful. And ask them about their families. Do you remember who your aunts and your uncles and your grandparents and your great-grandparents right, right. and things that they liked to do and the chores that they had to do? That is very important for us to get a chance to know that generation, and so we can bring that into our children and to their children right. as well. Because it's important for them to know. They need to know. That is true. It's, it's been plenty of times my grandmother would call out a name and, you know, you know, you know, right now, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so-and-so's daughter, so-and-so's son, and I'm like, they, they I don't know. She's like, you remember you used to play with him, and then she'll get the name, then she'll get the name of my aunts and uncles. Yes. And I'm like, shout, that wasn't me. Showing and so then I ask her like who 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 are you talking about? Cause we might run into people in the grocery store and they hey Miss Betty and, and they I, know her they know her and then and she who is you and I'm so and so so oh my god you know so I'm asking who are these people so next time I see them and I can ask them hey you know you know my grandma and like, yeah so then they will they'll get there talking and you like you find out you know these people by way yes, of other people and so. Then you can, and it and it goes even deeper and further because you roll that back. I'm from so and so, and you learn about these communities of people, and then you realize like how really tight knit, you know, we are. We even really right, are right here in Sandsville, all the way to, you know, all the way to Maryland. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause it it seems far fetched to think about. But when you start asking those questions, and 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 that, and that expression that um, the world, small world, 
Yes, it is. <laughs> Small yes, world, because you you could be anywhere. I, I drove trucks for a short short period of time, and I'd be doggone if I went in Tennessee and the man said, "Yeah, uh, I used to live in uh, I used to live in Worthing, or oh, I used to live in this place and that place, or oh, I used to come to Washington County to hunt with my uncle." And I'm like, man, you know, yeah, this is all over the country. It really is, and so that's why this 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 place is important and and i'll be honest when i come in here is it, there's a there's a piece about it i even though uh you know i wouldn't say stigma but the story like the old jail like oh somebody died in there and i'm like okay cool <laughs> but that may be true but just like this book the purpose of this building was a jail at one point but the purpose now is you know, preserving and teaching this information. Yeah, this yes, information. Giving out information. And it's also is receiving information. Right. Because a lot of times people will bring us information that we don't have. And we're very grateful for that. So, yes. But always feel free to come. And we Y'all will definitely if you uh, inform you of what we have here. And even in Washington County and in Sandersville, this is a very small town, but we're very close mm-hmm. knit together. And it's mostly a quiet place to be. So we really enjoy it. And we really want people to come and um, just enjoy it with us. Right, right. If you're listening to this, I got got a lot of listeners, not really up north, but in North Carolina. uh, Like the the majority of my listeners are from here. So second place is North Carolina because I used to live there. Okay. So if you're in that area, you definitely need to come here and and you know give your name, give your family's name, and you can find out. You probably got people here, or had people here, or roots here, because um, I seen the sign on the door that said uh, "Research upon request," right? Yes. Or upon appointment. And that's what we do here. Also, what we do is when you come in, you give us as much information as you can about who you're searching for, mm-hmm. what their names, mm-hmm. maybe if you have a birthday, maybe if they passed away, what day or what year that they passed away, maybe where they may be resting at, you know, any siblings that they may have had, any spouses, and especially the females. Mm-hmm. If you could give me the female's maiden name as well as her married name, we may can find out some information for you. Mm. A lot of times when females, they they give the, the married name, but if you don't know the maiden name, right, sometimes that, that you know, it's difficult to find that person. Mm-hmm. But uh, we will still do a search, and we will let you know what we come up with. We certainly will. Is there a charge for that? Uh, we are a nonprofit uh, organization, so there is a small fee mm-hmm. For trying to, you know, for doing for some research, research. Right. yes. But I mean, a small price to pay for what you could yes. learn in this in this place. And so, I just like I said, I, and if y'all like I said, if y'all wanna, if y'all wanna do this, y'all can reach out to me through any of those avenues I mentioned earlier and make the trip. You know what I'm saying? I got people all over the country, outside of the country that listen. You know. Make the trip here to Sandersville. Uh, the thing I mentioned in a prior episode, I like Sandersville is it's, it's kind of boring, but that's the best part about it. Like yes, ain't nothing going on. 
And you, and it's it, very quiet. Mostly it's here. peaceful. Yes, it is. It's, there's there's peace. There's peace here. So and, and then and I we sit in this room. I'm comfortable and it's just. I'm really you know I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of vibrating off the fact of this these books that's sitting in front of me. We got I'm just gonna run off some names of these books. We got the African American African American Lives by Henry Lewis, and is this this is from the time period? Yes. Of what time period? Now that I'm, it got some tags. I think, it, I think it has it on the side or in the oh, front. Okay. It actually tells you when he actually wrote that book. So is and Henry Louis Gates from Sandria? No. Okay, okay, okay. I was no. just checking. I was say, this big book, man. We didn't know. We didn't know who this guy but is. But he has um, contacted us to do some research from him. This is a gentleman that you uh, see. He's always doing more or less celebrities, and he's finding out about their uh, family heritage and where their where their extended family is from. So he has contacted us to find out some information about a client that he had, and we were able to find the information and give it to him so he could present it to the client that he uh, was doing the research on. This is great. This is amazing. Cardo, Cardozo, I'm just, I'll just flip to a random page. <laughs> Cardozo Francis Lewis. First black state official in South Carolina during Reconstruction. His photo is pictured here in the book, and it is also in the Library of Congress. This is a black man, <laughs> and he has. And this is this is trippy to me because he has the southern, and I'll just say this for the sake of what I see: the southern white man dress okay. and the southern white man hair. Do he's black? He's obviously a black man, but just like. A picture you might see on a on some money, but this is a black person. Like you, and this is trippy to me because you don't see this unless you look for it. And okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna name some other books. We got Color Patriots of the American Revolution. We have African American Slaves of Washington County, Georgia. Yes. Prepared by the African American Committee, Washington County, Georgia. And Washington County Historical Society, Adam L. Adolphus Sr. Yes, Mr. Adam Adolphus actually wrote the um, book, uh, African Americans from uh, Reconstruction uh, to Slavery, from Slavery to Reconstruction. And um, his book has is still selling today. It is one of our best uh, books that uh, we have uh, here. And what he did was he gathered up information on the African-Americans that were here and actually went back and did research on their families as well. Mm. So we are very, very fortunate that he was able to do that. And we are so proud of his book, so proud of the work that he did for us here. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm holding this in my hand. And in this, it's like a manuscript type style. There's no hardback, there's no paperback. It says, Dedicated to the memory of Eliza Hodges, and Hodges in quotes, 1832, 1832 to 1898. My great-grandmother, the Black Cherokee Rose, purchased on the block at the Louisville, Georgia, slave market in 1839, parents unknown, and raised by Harriet and Tom, slaves of Abel Hodges Sr. This is, this is before you even open the book. <laughs> it's like... 
and it's listed. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go back to the front so I can really get how to. Okay, so we got is a chart. Uh, name, name of the slave, slave owner, the date, the place, and the publication. So is the publication the. Uh, what what is the publication? Wait, right here. Uh, that was actually where I think it was published. Set up, not born. Okay, the the purchase was published. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, oh yes, that was where the, that was who owned the person. After the person was sold, that when it's got the personager, that's the person that actually owns them now. Okay. This is wild, man. And they have the names. They have boy, girl. They have the place. So we could use a person could use this, like you said. Find they they find Finding the names. Out. They can find somebody, and they got the price. Yes. People were sold for as little as two hundred dollars. Well, it's dependent. What they did was they looked over the individual and they could they had maybe like a scale that they would go by to see um, maybe the age that had something to do with it if it was a much older person they probably would think that you know yeah, it that, may not be as strong mm -hmm. to do work and if it was a small child then you know the child could not do as much, so that depending on the price. Mm. And this is okay. And this is interesting. This is, and <laughs> we don't have that kind of time. But like I said, people people should visit here and and really, especially if you have this last name Hodges. Or if you if that name is present in your uh, your family tree, uh, you need to you need to see this. You need to see this. We also have uh, black yes, we black have studies a lot of, uh, information that we have uh, here that we can help you look up information on your families, and that is uh, black studies, and it just gives you an outline of how to actually go about obtaining that information. This right here is also uh, one that I found very interesting. Uh, we actually composed that together. Someone um, decided that we needed to know about the different schools. There are so many schools that is no longer here. And this is um, a listing of some of the schools that were here that is no longer here. And I thought it was really good. You know, we had a lot of African-American teachers that also taught that are no longer uh, here as well. So I was uh, very interested in that. Sandersville, 1897, Sandersville Grammar and High School was built on East Church Street across from the Christian Church. East Church Street, that's that's right here, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. It was a school there. Harrison School, Tennell votes to to have free. Tennell votes to have free public schools in 1910. 
Sandersville High School was built on East Haines Street, former high and grammar. So it was that same school, but they built it on Haines Street, East Haines Street, in 1910. Let me see if I can get closer to. This is see this see now I'm flipping pages. Now the school T.J. Elder, the right the primary. Mm-hmm. When the school was first um, established, it was established in Springfield Methodist Spring, Springfield Baptist Church, and that's where they actually had the school. When Mr. Elder, Professor Elder, he started in the um, Springfield Baptist Church, Missionary Baptist Church. They started the school there. He started the school there, and it stayed there for a couple of years, and then it was relocated. Then he had, then he, then he put the school right there, uh, near the roundabout, or was that a church? It's behind the house. That I'm not sure. Okay, okay, I was told that by someone. Okay. But the the building is actually still there, and it's like a schoolhouse got the bell in it and everything. And so I'll get in, we'll, I'll get All in right. touch with okay. the, the yes, person who told me that. Very interesting. And we'll bring that in because ever since then, and that I'm gonna tell you the truth, I'll just. I guess being as young as I am and not really being from Sandersville and my parents, my mom technically wasn't from here. She was from Millersville. So I didn't know much about uh, Mr. Elder. And so I don't think I knew about Elder was the the school. So uh, at that point, uh, like I said, Andre, he, he, he always sharing something with me. He was telling me like, Mr. Elder built this school. And he would ring the bell, and you know, I, I guess he remembered it, and so that prompted me to look into. Oh, like, oh, okay, so it's a whole history. I didn't know it until that point, and at this point, I'm like 21, 22 years old. You yes. know, I've been out of high school for a year or so, and so um, this is important because now, you know, we could teach children now, and we could teach. Adults now, including myself, like what what the significance of it? Because we know the elder, right, and we know the, those people yes. in that council, but we don't really know them. We don't know. We know we might know these people individually or personally, but we don't know what they rep- what they're representing with this council and with this organization. And so, um, definitely, I'm, I'm gonna have to get together with them the same way. Yes, I well, they're, they're trying to be very inclusive. Yeah, the uh, elder rights is basically a group that is trying to preserve our heritage as well as letting the uh, youth and everybody know that there is a building there and it's famous and that we're having, you know, different programs and activities there. And just trying to get the community more involved in it. You know, we also have the um, Brown House here Mm -hmm. and it is also a museum and it's uh, a very wonderful place to work and it's also very knowledgeable. So I would encourage people to come to the Brown House as well as the old jail and sheriff's home. And there's a lot of history here. The buildings, you know, the um, Smith Lucas building is very famous. You know, the Gordy Barber shop. Yeah, I got to go see Elder Community Center. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of history, a lot of rich history here. So just come and uh, enjoy it. Definitely. Oh, I'm trying. I'm trying my best to chase that question, <laughs> but um. One thing I want to tell you is that when I go on vacation, everywhere I go, I look for 
something to about African-Americans in that area so that I can learn what they're doing or what they have done. Mm. Is that right, Charles? And yes. And when I went to, when I go to Florida, when you go to the Welcome Center, uh, I noticed that when I went in, I did not see any books about African-Americans. So I went to the desk, information desk, and asked them if they had any books. And they said yes. So she had to go back in the back. <laughs> but she found books. So in every town, it tells you what African-Americans are doing in that particular area. So I always try to find out information and get knowledge and just bring it back to us here and I tell them about what we're doing here and there are times when I will take pamphlets and I will take little cards just to give that to them so they will have a way to contact us in case and if someone in their area is doing some research this is a way that I can make a contact list right. and that's what I like to do is just give out information and receive information so if I need to call someone I have a number and I have a name. I can call them as well. Do you have another one of these? You can have that one. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my wife's family is from Florida. So they appreciate this. Wonderful. See, like, if Mr. Rich had been here, he wouldn't, <laughs> he wouldn't have asked for it. He would just did it, right? you know. But uh, so you've lived in Washington County your whole life? Basically my whole life, but for a period of time, I actually left here. One, once my son graduated from high school, there wasn't nothing that really keeping me here. Even though my parents are still here, my siblings, I decided to move to Milledgeville, and I actually lived on Central State Campus. Oh, interesting. I lived in the dorm for a number of years and um, came back, you know, when I got ready to retire good. So Central State, was it a school also? No, Central State was a mental institution. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking, when you said dorms, I was thinking, well, oh, they yes, have a the, school? Yes, they, we had dorms. We Okay, had, was it for the workers? Yes. Okay, yes, cool. Yes, employees. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I meant to say, that's, that's what I was shooting for, <laughs> employees. People that work there. Yes, know, we... Um, for lack of better words. <laughs> we had basically a little center within a center because we had our, our own police department, our fire department. Right. We had our hospitals. We had our ER sections. We right. had our dental vision. We were just basically self-sufficient. We had our farms. We also mm. had our own cemetery there. Right. Uh, I heard. I think it was like it's been like ten, about ten years ago now about the the. There were burials that weren't that weren't yes. uh, recorded, and so they had to. They were marked by numbers, and they had to. Yes. Yeah, and so that was an interesting story. Yes, it was. And um, people know Central Georgia by way of Central State. Yes. And um, it's either Central State, Macon, or if you mention sometimes if you mention the Dairy Lane, they know because. You know, being Georgia fans or whatever. He, we used to go up there all the time. He would take us to Central State to pick pecans. Oh, yes. And, Got um, a pecan orchard there. Yes. And and it was that place also. It had the same feel of this place. It's almost like you. It is it, rich in history. It, it truly is. Right. So you, the feel, you feel 
and that's gonna sound crazy. Like, it feel like you're on the edge of something. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost like being, you know, when you're at the beach and you yes. know you're at the edge of the the continent. Mm. This that's kind of how I feel here. You know, there's that that kind of piece. And so when I'm there, you know, and just what I knew about it then, you know, it was a kind of, you know, I was younger, so it was like on the scary, scary side, quote unquote. But as I get older, it's like, well, you know, there's so so much happened. And somebody knows, you know what I'm saying? Somebody knows what yes. happened. I could probably go there and get this same and that same information that is available here about Washington County is available there about the state. Yes, it is. And so, um, we may need to make that uh we might just have to go on like a road trip and and just uh That would be awesome. <laughs> like a little history busters <laughs> type thing and just collect, you know, find out and just resurface all this stuff that way it can keep going. Yes. Because uh What's, how does the saying go about um, people who don't know their history are bound to repeat? Oh, repeat that's it. true. And so, good. And I say all the time, like um, the old saying that says, uh, history repeats itself. And what I say is, it's not so much that history repeats itself, but it's more so that those opportunities present themselves over again. And it's up to us whether or not we're going to, you know, facilitate that history repeating itself and so working that really taught me a lot especially with the clients you know we didn't call them patients we called them clients and just seeing them on a daily basis and I was with them more than I was with my own family and Mm -hmm. they became family right after a while you knew them you knew what sort of maybe would get them a little upset Mm-hmm. But then you also knew there was tools you could do to sort of de-escalate them and calm them down. And right. that's what you did most of the time. And it just worked out fine. Because the thing you find out most of the time with clients or individuals, as people call them, uh, is there's, it's simply a difference of the way they think as opposed to other people. And that's all it takes a lot of times is yes. de-escalating because you, you don't know where a person's head at at a, any given time, you don't know what they're seeing, you don't know what they're fit or hearing or experiencing or how it's affecting them. That's true. And so a lot of times, all it takes is, are you good? Are you okay? And like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm, I don't care what they're saying. You should be like, hey. And you you see that people, you know, but, and you'll see that people are fine. They'll be fine after yes. that. But these days, people lack understanding and patience. And they like knowledge themselves, yeah. and you know they they don't have they don't have they self together, <laughs> and let alone somebody else. So when somebody else come and they don't know how to handle it, they take it out on them. And one thing else I noticed is that if there was someone that was a little upset, and I was trying to calm them down, if I saw and just took back took a step back and saw that I was not effective, I would find somebody else and let them approach them and then I'll step back and not say anything because different people affect other people different ways right and sometimes I wasn't the best one to actually talk to them so I would get out the way and call in someone else and most of the time that worked so you have to get a chance to know the individual and know what works and what doesn't and just go with that people people (laughs) I appreciate you and people like you <laughs> because people aren't they're they're not 
aware at all of these things. Yes. And they just, they, I don't know, man. It's just, I don't know. I, I don't. Simple. That's what. That's the word. People just simple. <laughs> um, great, great abundance of knowledge here in this place. I'm looking at walls of books and shelves of books and cases of books. And I remember picking up about four books the last time I was here. And I'm like, can I take these with me? He's like, no, nah, I can't take them with you. And I'm like, dang, drat. You know, <laughs> so... Uh, that's why I made it. I made it a point. I was like, I'm going to come back just one day when I don't have any plans. I don't have anything to do. I just want to come in here and, and stack up books and just read and and write and share. And I think everybody needs to come here. <clears throat> and like I said, if they don't do nothing but just sit here and talk to you, because you obviously have a, a well of knowledge in, within yourself just from spending time in these places with these books. The fact that you're within these walls, and you know what I'm saying, plus you're passionate about it. Yes, we are. I think it's important being a relative here. If you got grandparents that are from here or close, Washington County, period, you need to come here. You know what I'm saying? Y'all need to come in here and just sit down and be quiet and look. And that's all, you know, that's, that, that's, that'll be enough for you to learn something. Um, I, I'm looking at this map. This is a Civil War map of Georgia. I'm looking at drawings of. Is this in town? Was this in town? Yes, it was. And it's in town. And that. See, this is why I need lapel mic. This is why I need a lapel mic because I stand up and walk <laughs> over there. But this building right here, where is this? I'm pointing. I'm gonna point at it real quick. Oh, to, this is in Millersville. Okay. Oh, that's in Millersville. Oh, the sorry. Okay. All right, sorry about that. I thought it no, was fine, here because fine. it's so far away. Okay, no, this is fine. This is still close. The capital, this is the old capital. Okay, the old capital in Millersville, yes. But we have old church Bibles in here. We have an old butter churn that's over there uh, in the uh, Courier case. We have um, an old newspaper. Um, From what year? This was, uh, what, 1942? 1942 you, newspaper from Washington County, Georgia. No, no, this, yeah, it's um, U.S. declares war on uh, Japan over there in the corner. Wow. And uh, we also have, um, we have our Georgia plates in there. Right. And uh, several other uh, small uh, books that are extremely old. And we're just very proud of all of those items that are in there. Um, tombstone inscriptions of Washington County, Georgia. Eighteen ninety census of Washington County, Georgia. Yes, Miss Elizabeth Newsom was very instrumental in starting our geological research center. She is the founder of it, and she started in nineteen fifty-two, the mm. year that she got married. And she continued to do her research for 60 years. She loved coming down here, finding out about families. We have a whole um, section where she has written on little index cards information about each person's family. We have cemetery records, there's Bible records, there's family records, there's church records. She has really made Sandersville very famous because we have such an extensive uh, array of information. And she 
saw the need to start this in 1952. So we have a little bit more than some of the other areas might because she really did such a wonderful job. And now Miss Kayla Jackson. Mm -hmm. the, lady the, I, the lady I met right Yes, now. she is the um, vice, she is the um, director of the Historical Society um, Geological Research Center. And uh, David Brooker is the president of the uh, Historical Society. That's the guy who I met last time? Yes. Yeah, okay. David yeah. is very knowledgeable. And he knows a lot about the history of uh, Washington County, especially Sandersville. We're very fortunate to have them both here. This is necessary. Like, like, like this, I mean, that's the that's the best word I can think of. I pick so I picked up the the Green Book again, and I'm reading times because, like I said, I used to live in North Carolina, and I see Wilmington, where I spent time. I spent time in Wilmington sometimes, and um, and uh, Raleigh. I live close to Raleigh. Okay. So it has hotels and restaurants that are safe. Yes, because we needed to know when we went to a town where we could go to get food, gas, if we needed medical attention, where we could go to get that as well. So everything those from that very to to beauty parlors and taverns. Yes. If you want to get your hair done, if you want to get a shave, you needed to know where you could go. Let me see if I can find the Georgia. Okay, it's in alphabetical order. E F G H I. No, that's I. Um so what was now Georgia in here? <laughs> the Greenwood Motel. Now I ain't no motels in Georgia you can go to. But you know, a lot of people also <laughs> had family. Families okay, along yeah. the way that they could end up staying with families. Right. So that was also available to them as well. What was, and I'm sure we got some information or some literature on that, the Jim Crow era, Sandersville, like, so we're talking the, get me right now because my history, is that that's the 50s, right? The 40s and 50s? Yes, if I'm not mistaken, that is that. Now, um, of course, it was very different. It was very uh, sort of scary to uh, be in that time. But you also had uh, people that, you know, you could go to or church members or a pastor that, you know, could help you to, if you needed to find out information or needed to do something, these are the people that we would have to go to to see, you know, what we could do and how we could go about doing it. Right. Because most pastors are already knowledgeable and they knew what to do and where to go to find. If they did not know, they knew who to go to to find that information out. Right. And it's, just, it's an interesting thought for me to know because I know there were people who were against things like Jim Crow and slavery, et cetera. And uh, the majority of them, well, a lot of them were white. Yes, they were. And so it's just interesting to think about, you know, so close to home. Well, it will, in this case, it would be home. And um, I just always wonder, not because, you know, especially especially lately, I've always been this way, but especially lately, you know, 
I'm big on coexistence with everybody and whatever kind of walk because you know I judge people based on the merits of their character and what they do and say to me and other people okay so there have been so many times where and and, and that boils down to I know I know some white folks that stab you in the back. I know some black folks that stab you in the back too. All right. I know some white folks that'll give you give you their shirt or they last bit of food and save your life. I know some black folks that do it too. But and I and I associate with these people based on that, not based on what they look like. What I found out in history is that Reverend J. D. Anthony, which was a Caucasian um, minister, mm-hmm. of course, he was back in the Civil War era. Right. Um, he was instrumental in helping to organize the Springfield Missionary Baptist Church. Mm. And I, when I read that, I thought, okay, you know, because he was a minister and he knew how important it was for us to have a place of our own. Right. And he was instrumental in helping us to build or to organize and get the uh, Springfield Baptist Church mm. organized. And I thought that was really great. Right. And I also found out that Miss uh, May Jones, her photo is hanging up in our hospital. Okay. Um, and the the front entrance, not the. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I the, see. Her yeah. picture has been moved. It's in that back section a little bit, but okay. you can still find it. Found out that she was instrumental in helping to get funds, financial funds, up to have a little place built so that our people could go and get uh, say for instance if you needed to uh, spend the night in the hospital Mm -hmm. we could go there Okay. and to tell you exactly where it was at is was where the old Rollins home used to be the old Rollins home is the place that is right behind the city hall now you know that building that's behind. Okay, the yeah, yeah. Oh, so that that was used a... to be a nursing home. I didn't know that. Yes, because I have worked there. Okay. That used to be a nursing home. Okay. But before then, it was a building there that she helped to build that would let us stay there, so we could get the treatment we needed and uh, stay overnight if we had to, because Excellent. the Rollins Sanitarium was right in front of that building and it stretched all the way halfway down the block Mm. and that was the hospital and so we actually ended up staying in the in the back of that so there was a hospital right there where where citizens bank was yes Citizens bank is yes that used to be a hospital that whole area was uh the rollins sanitarium dang see this is why i came (laughs) (laughs) this is why i came here but yeah, let's see. So and yeah, also I'm glad you told me that because that's what I was trying to get at, and I'm just going into a bunch of stuff. But if you notice that at uh, Wilson Furniture Store, the top level, and if you look at the rest, some of the rest of the um, stores, you see some of them with the top level, and some of them don't mm-hmm. have it. Mm-hmm. That was part of the hospital. Mm-hmm. That top level, there's a surgical unit that was still up there, surgical hospital area. Dang. So, and uh, I have been in there seeing that, <laughs> and I've also been up into the Wilson's Furniture uh, store on the top level and seeing that part of it, too. Is that available in, like, tours? No. Okay, because uh, pr- is that privately owned? Yeah, okay, okay. that was back in the day that, right, right, that right. we 
that they allowed us to do that. But see, all that was part of the hospital. Right. Yeah, but see, it's just neat to know that that part is still there. And yeah, to know that, right, that, was, right there. <laughs> that was part of the Rollins Sanitarium. And it's comforting to me to know that people, people were willing to help us. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because these days, you know, and I guess me personally, and I'm be honest, me personally, you know, I I know that there are people still to this day that are willing to help us. And I for me, just for me, I'd be like, hey, y'all ain't loud enough. You know what I'm saying? Y'all need to be, you know, <laughs> let me see, let everybody see you. But, you know, yes. understandable as to why in some cases they don't, you know. And so, but I, I know people that on the police force, on, I, I've met state troopers and, you know, whatever. And I see them in the Walmart and I'm like, what's up, man? Shake hands. How your family? How your people? And yeah, come do this. Come with us to do that. And I'm just like. It, it it's reassuring because it's like this a per, this person is I can't even find the words. This person is is being being personable, being human, yes. being human, uh-huh. and you know what I'm saying. And I appreciate that because you know, of course, things that we have to deal with. Plus, you know, from from everybody, including you. Know what I'm yes, there's like, so many people that have helped me. Just by telling me things Mm -hmm. and uh, explaining things Mm -hmm. to me that I did not know or didn't quite understand and just showing me how to do different things. And I really appreciate that. Right. Same. Really. Same. And it's just, it's unfortunate the the way some aspects of society is because it kind of paints over that. But uh, I think it can't be, you know. It it it, can't, it still can't be stopped. They can't still can't stop it because people like you and me that are willing to find and keep this information yeah. and share this information, you know, can't be stopped. That's true. <laughs> so, so um, so yeah, I've had fun and I really enjoyed this and. I'm definitely gonna be back because I we we we're gonna have to get into some of these books. I'm gonna have to try to work it out to where I can come in here like once a week and we just get down or something. And um, <laughs> because this I I got stuff at home I keep on the shelf, but this I can't do it like this. Like this stuff I need to be reading it. And so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Eddie Mae Gilmore, she share her time with us and um, really appreciate it. I really appreciate you taking time out your day to uh, to just talk and let me talk your head off. You know, <laughs> so thank you, uh, thank you so much for having me. Please share um, how and where people can contact you or contact the uh, the GRC. Okay, um, first of all, I just want to uh, let everyone know that, and well, just to consider joining some of these yeah yeah uh, that too beautiful that too. groups that we have here. Uh, we have the Chamber of Commerce, and uh, Katie Munchkins is the president. We have the Historical Society, and David Brooker is the president. We have the Sunnersville Main Street Committee, and Ms. Carson Davis Daly is the uh, manager of that. And we have the Sunnersville Downtown Development Authority. David Brooker is also the president of that. 
the Washington County Elder Right Association. Ms. Deborah Brown is president of that. We have kid, We have the First Love Kids with Bobby Jackson. He's the president. Pastor Bobby. Yes, and we have the <laughs> NB and PW Patchett with Miss Ann Watts is the president, and the several other local groups as well. And if you just want to come and join some of these, please feel free to get in touch with them. You can also get in touch with me. Um, my email address is eddiemay1809 at att.net. Uh, just feel free to drop me a line, ask me anything, and if I can help you in any way, I certainly will. Thank you so, so much. Thanks again for, uh, for all of this, man. Listen, I, I never thought I would find the Green Book. <laughs> and I was like, what would I buy one? Ain't nobody said, you know, but this, just to sit here holding and look at it, thumb through it, and I'm just like, it made me, it makes me wonder, you know, how my grandfather and, you know, people, because my, I think that part of the family was actually from New Jersey. Okay. So they come from there to here. And, you know, they, I'm pretty sure, I'm positive he had one of these. And so, and that's just one of many things that you have here to share with me and everybody else. So, listen, man, y'all make sure y'all come in and spend some time. And and uh, if y'all do, y'all get back to me and just share your story or share what you found out. Y'all can email me. And um, Miss Eddie May, I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to get out of here and... Uh, just want to give a shout out to my son, Al. He is, uh, like I said, living in Maryland and he has his bachelor's degree in accounting and he is working at the um, VA um, administration building. Got it, man. Your mom on TV, man. Well, she on the airwaves anyway. She ain't on TV yet. But, uh, but yeah, thank, thank you for your time and uh, y'all listen. Y'all will see y'all next week.